Hey, welcome back to the How Did We Get Here podcast. My name is Naomi. I am your host. And I'm excited about this episode because this person is so near and dear to my heart. I have Gabby, Gabriella MC from Apostas Cafe. Hey, y'all. Hey, I'm so excited to have her here because our conversations always get deep. Yes. Sometimes we meet up for brunch and we're there like two hours. <laughs> yeah, two. We're like, might as well stay for dinner. The pl- yeah, the place <laughs> is closing. We're the last cars in the lot. Like, I am so excited. Okay, so I'm gonna start with a loaded question. How did we get here? How did we get here? Well, first of all, you found me on TikTok. <laughs> uh, as far as our relationship goes, uh-huh. so I think it was one of those things where I was looking for someone mm-hmm. like you, and I think the universe knew that you were also seeking some kind of person Mm -hmm. and the fact that tiktok brought us together and you took a chance right to reach out to me i think that was like so aligned yeah as far as our relationship goes that's how we got here (laughs) which i think just speaks volumes of both of our fates Mm -hmm. and our journeys crossing at the time that they are i think it's just so magical i like to think of it as magical because being an entrepreneur business owner girl boss delusional all of Mm -hmm. the above you kind of have to block out all of the noise yeah and it's not easy to find people like that you usually feel like you're alone and so when i met you i was like oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) who we like it clicked right away (laughs) Absolutely. Like the way that I related to you and I felt so safe around you and most importantly, feeling like I can tell you without being judged. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's huge. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. And and you did come at a time that like I needed someone as well because I'm very delusional. This is the OG delusional baddie, (laughs) by the way. Um, But I I was um, part of this foundation and it was you know centered around female restaurateurs and i was one of the only latinas there which was an honor but i was like okay like i want to bring more latinas to the table it felt so alone for like a really long time because you know this restaurant industry it's it's very male dominated yes and not only that but like to even see like a Mexican, a person of color, mm-hmm. you know, running, actually succeeding with actually getting recognition, like it's rare. That's important that yeah. you mentioned like the recognition because mm-hmm. you were in a time where your content was going viral mm-hmm. and you were at Times Square in New York and yet your face was up there. <laughs> <laughs> the Food Network. I mean, this girl, you guys. You guys are in for a ride with this podcast because Naomi is like a little box that keeps getting surprises. <laughs> but in all honesty, like you were up there as far as attention and who was looking at you and things like mm-hmm. that. And so for you to have reached out to someone like me who was barely starting, who comes from social work, like, <laughs> girl, I was not raised in the industry. Um, like your story to me is so fascinating how it started with your dad and then you're continuing and expanding and amplifying the business. And that is also something that's very admirable because people I think get, get stuck on the, like who started it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But also like the people that support that person and that continue the legacy, like mm-hmm. that's as crucial to the evolution of the business. 
but I am learning about your story. It's it's validated mine because I felt like I was not doing things the right way. Like I was just shooting darts, see what was gonna stick, <laughs> <laughs> hoping something would work, right? And I think it's because of the way we're raised as women, especially if you're Mexican, if you come from like a religious Catholic background, like that's mm-hmm. me. I heard the words me tocó a lot. Yeah. Like my mom would say, ay, es que me tocó un marido, que blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, right? Or me tocó este trabajo. Like she always kind of left it up to chance. And so that's how I grew up thinking about life. Like, oh, ¿cuál marido me va a tocar? Like, terrified. Because <laughs> based on what I was seeing around me, I was like, girl, like, I'm not going to end up like that, you know? And it wasn't until recently, I think the last two to three years, that I was aware of the fact that no te toca, sino que lo haces. Mm-hmm. Tú lo creas. Yeah. Entonces, cuando entendí eso, dije, oh, damn, that's a game changer. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a game changer for me. And that's when I started creating yeah. first content, then um, a business. You know what I mean? And so you don't know what you don't know. And I, and then driving here this morning with my son in the car, I was like, the fact that this kid is going with his mom to a podcast interview. <laughs> and he's nine. <laughs> I didn't know about podcasts till I was like 25. <laughs> He, he reminds me of me like my dad would do like all these crazy stuff and like I didn't know but like I was like you know what so hey he might he might be this might be his future you never know like, yeah and I mean like look at what happens when you're exposed to something yeah, different exactly you know and I know that this is just the beginning for you right so the sky's the limit you're gonna go on and do amazing things but it's because you were exposed to it and you also decided you know what i want to keep this going yeah like you had to make that choice and it's not an easy one so i'm over here interviewing you (laughs) (laughs) she she flipped the role oh my gosh but yeah like again it was crazy how you know this relationship came to be because Mm. like you know you mentioned yeah like we were at a time where we were blowing up and Mm -hmm. I really needed you (laughs) I really so all of my all of my friends you know they say that you are the product of the five people you hang out with Mm -hmm. and I'm the only business person everyone else I went to college with they're all psychology majors (laughs) and I was I was like okay I see what you did there God because like this industry is so hard and they could relate to me to like a certain level Mm -hmm. but like you're actually in the industry so like we're like hey inflation blah 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 yeah yeah but I remember just thinking like okay you know a lot of people are approaching you really don't know what intentions they have yeah and I was like okay like everything is like skyrocketing I don't know who I could trust like I like my heart is like if I could I would give everyone an opportunity Mm -hmm. and that's gotten me in a lot of trouble by the way (laughs) but I was just like okay so like I literally like sat one night after like playing the piano and I was like okay so I want someone who's family oriented who wants to grow with the community like I literally set my intentions and then for whatever reason I'm scrolling down TikTok and I come yeah shout out to TikTok (laughs) I come across a video of yours and it wasn't recent it was like it was a really old video that came out on my FYP and I was like okay like I'm just gonna message this girl we got on the phone the next morning 
And then it was just like magic ever since. And then I'm like, even with the podcast, I was like, hey, thinking of starting a podcast like next month. When is next month? In five days. Literally. <laughs> and then that's when I told her, I was like, oh my gosh, I know the perfect person that can help you. Yeah. Right? And so if if I hadn't come across this person who also found me through TikTok. Yeah. And the first thing he did was offer assistance without uh-huh. asking for anything in return. Yeah. And I think that speaks volumes of people's mm-hmm. intentions. Yes. And so me being on the receiving end of that is what, you know, validates what mm-hmm. you do because here we are putting out content and it takes a lot of work. Yeah. It takes a lot of emotional energy to create something. Mm-hmm. And so for a lot of us out there that are Latinos, we've experienced the opposite of that. Cuando la gente te quiere bajar, te yeah. quiere quitar, they think that there's not enough for everybody to go around, so they gatekeep. Yes. And I really hope that us coming together as yeah. like Mexican-American business owners, mujeres, uh, it really shows people that it mm-hmm. doesn't always have to be catty. Yeah. I think it's, you know, our culture is like that. It's the... Mm-hmm. I've experienced a lot of people getting somewhere and then closing the door behind them. Yeah. Entonces, para mí, yo dije, what's the point of, mm-hmm. you know, me getting to a certain level if I'm going to close the door behind or burn the ladder exactly. that I used? Like, it's really not about that because for me, I think we win bigger mm-hmm. when there's more of us collaborating. Yes. And then, at the end of the day, you're going to die and you're not going to do anything. You're going to die and you're not going to um, and, and I feel like that's why we clicked also because like when we talked like hey like this is where we want to go and then whatever opportunities like we had like we just didn't gatekeep we were like hey exactly. this works for me this might work for you mm-hmm. even when it came to some opportunities that you know you could say were competitive mm-hmm. there just wasn't any scarcity there isn't any scarcity in our mindset yeah. and, and the even people, with grants every, yeah. month, every grant that I find that I apply Say, to I send it to me I'm like, like hey I'm like girl the deadline's next week <laughs> you're like five days but yeah. but yeah I want to touch on this because I feel like for me social media started growing I feel like Cuernavacas was my catalyst mm-hmm. like okay there's before Cuernavacas and I, I've called you a few times like hey, like, I have this opportunity. I've never done something like this, but, like, what do you think? <laughs> um, yes. But prior to Cuernavacas, I lived a very private life. I had, like, 200 followers, and then, you know, we had, like, a media rush, and people started asking who's Naomi and my interest, and all of a sudden, you know, I feel like I'm just out there. Mm-hmm. And... I was just like, okay, like, I was in a, when you and I met, I was in a very hard place where I was like, okay, like, I want to live a private life, but, like, people are asking these things, but, like, I don't want to gatekeep because it's been really hard to get to this level, Mm -hmm. and I was like, and I I know my journey could benefit others, and, and then I saw how you literally didn't gatekeep anything at all a little too much (laughs) which helps so much and I was like oh my gosh like I'm going through that as well Mm -hmm. and I feel like Postres has also been that catalyst for you like it's opened so many doors that like sometimes you you know you look at a cafe or restaurant you don't really think it'll open that but no like this has I think this has launched my career and where I'm headed. And I want to know, like, what role did Postres play in that? Like, how did that process look? 
So I think for me, entrepreneurship has been a very mm -hmm. spiritual experience. Yeah. When I, I had the idea of opening a business, it was with my sister. Mm -hmm. And we were both just kind of literally messing around. We were not really taking it that seriously. Mm -hmm. I always knew I wanted to do something either in entertainment or in entrepreneurship or mm -hmm. both. I had already started the podcast and written my first book by that time. Entonces yo estaba acostumbrada to like, I think of something and I go do it. Mm -hmm. I don't really, <laughs> I, don't I feel really it. Um, which, you know, has gotten me into some deep <laughs> shit. <laughs> I could relate on another level. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is that all I need is for someone to be like, yeah, do it. And I'm mm -hmm. like, period. Like, I won't, I, I just need one person to like co-sign on my delusion, <laughs> you know? Yes. They, and now I don't even need to co-sign it. That was then. Yeah. Pero postes for me was like, okay, I know I'm not, okay, maybe let me backtrack. As a first gen Mexican American, I really am out here trying to become a millionaire. I don't know. That's always been in my mind since I was a kid. Like I have the dreams of having this big old house with yeah. its own racetrack. I don't know how I do that <laughs> as a kid. A basketball court and a big old pool. Like, it's not the way you got to trabajar nine to five social work jobs, you know? And I knew that logistically at, like, my first social work job. I was like, oh, my gosh, you're telling me that this degree isn't going to make me millions? Like, shocker. Entonces, I voy yo trying to to identify what kind of business, right? Mm -hmm. So long story short, Postres became the, the business that I went after mm -hmm. because I was like, well, if I'm going to be doing something every day and I'm going to be really tired, there better be coffee and something <laughs> sweet because I have to sleep too. <laughs> I love that. But more than anything, I really thought about like spaces that brought together communities mm -hmm. and coffee shops do that. Yeah. They just, they're so welcoming and they're so like homey. Yeah. And, like, well, some of them. <laughs> you know, like Postres. Postres Cafe in Belfort. Entonces, para mí, it was like, okay, what do I want to create? And I want to create mm -hmm. a beautiful space for people to come in and forget that they were in LA for a second. Hence, the decor in Postres, mm -hmm. right? And I wanted to include, like, a little bit of fantasy, which was the tea, the tea yeah. set, the tea parties that we do. But I also wanted it to taste good and not just look cute because I had been to a lot of places where mm -hmm. the place was cute, but the food was basic. And I wanted to make sure that we didn't do the same thing and that it wasn't just about the numbers. It was about building the community. Yeah. And unfortunately, we got stuck with a really fraudulent general contractor. Mm -hmm. that, that in itself is a whole podcast episode. <laughs> este, but we pushed through and we opened our doors June 12 of 2020. And para mí, I come from an overachiever background. I really would do a lot of things that I wouldn't recommend for people to do after me. Porque yo dije, if I'm first gen, I have to literally go out of my way to get my foot in the door at a good university. Porque yo no tenía nadie más que me iba a ayudar, que me iba a guiar. But I went and did the craziness of skipping three grades and doing all that. So I'm like, I don't want my kids to do that because I already did that. Like, use the benefit of the privilege that you attained because mm -hmm. I did that. And same thing with my parents, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of us feel guilty for having privilege, but it's like, yo no puedo ir para atrás y cruzar la frontera. They did that already. Mm -hmm. And I was born with the privilege of being here. So now what am I gonna do with this privilege? So 
that's something that like like it was in the back of my mind mm -hmm. and I was like I have to be a millionaire <laughs> and break generational trauma and like yeah. heal and like secure bags and all that and <laughs> that's what posters was for me mm -hmm. at first it yeah. was just another thing I had to check off my list mm -hmm. and it was driven by the desire to please and make my parents proud yeah and I think a lot of us don't talk about the fact that we put ourselves through insane situations and journeys just to make other people proud and princess literally the day after i opened the doors of posters i was like all right what's next mm. but then posters was like if you don't fucking sit down right now <laughs> <laughs> if you don't sit your ass down right now gabby and this is not a paper you're turning in yeah. and getting a grade on this is a restaurant this is people's jobs Mm -hmm. this is a space for the community to yeah. come in like it's way much deeper than you seeking your parents approval exactly so that's what i mean by spiritual right mm -hmm. i went through that experience and i was like oh my god like this whole time i was just chasing the high yeah. of the achievement mm -hmm. right and once postres came into my life it saved me because i'm pretty sure if it had been easy or if, if I was like, all right, on to the next, and I would have kept going, I wouldn't know how far I would have gone before I would have crashed and burned. Mm -hmm. And so posters was like, I hit a dead end, but for the purpose of me reflecting on why I'm actually doing these things. Mm -hmm. And what I learned is that I was like, I was doing it for other people. And now that I'm two years and a half, right, since I opened the doors, I'm like, okay, I actually know a little bit more about the business. Mm -hmm. I know that it opens doors for you beyond what you're selling at your shop. Mm -hmm. There's branding, there's marketing, yeah. there's collaboration, there's grants available. Like, I did not know any of that yeah. before. And so now it's a very <clears throat> different experience. And I appreciate that. I experienced it in that way. Mm -hmm. because it's a small business no gaste millones de dollars and then i found out mm -hmm. and i'm like oh now i i could affect millions of people you know what i mean yeah. so i went through this now and i'm like i i like that because i figured it out at my age yeah. within the smaller framework than mm -hmm. if i had been somewhere else and it would have impacted many more lives yeah. oh my goodness <laughs> your journey reminds me so much of my dad's <laughs> he you know we're in california where there's like literally talco shops everywhere mm -hmm. and my dad he like went to school um to be like he went to culinary arts school he worked with like top chefs and he went through like a lot of humiliation so there was this like overachiever in him as well mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. He always had in mind, like, I'll be on the Food Network. Like, he, powerful manifester right there as well. Yes. Um, and he, when he opened Cuernavacas, everyone was just like, oh my gosh, like, another taco shop, like, whatever. It was originally Taqueria Cuernavacas Grill, but mm -hmm. once I, and, and I think this is where, like, I started seeing, like, my skills develop, but I was like, why do you have taqueria? Like, tacos don't leave any profit. Like, switch to cuisines. Like, switch to authentic meals. And then that, like, turned that light bulb on. And at first, it was, at first for him, it was like, okay, like, another paper that you're going to turn in, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, he was an immigrant. He came here, how to graduate, how to graduate, you know, college now. there Like, there was so much that he wanted to catch up on because he's like, I'm not from here. Like, exactly. you yeah, know, no this network. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he wanted a. He's like, I want to build something different, and he wanted to build a community. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't have the luxury of going back to the motherland, and so many other people don't either. And he's like, and he's like, every time I want to throw the towel, like I just want my mom's coffee. I want my mom's gorditas. And he's like, he's like, and he's like, when I would have a bad day, he's like that's all I would have. And I would feel recharged. And he's like, he's like, I need a brainstorm of a way to literally bring that here. So whenever someone is like wanting to give up on their American dream, they could come and they could recharge. So he, so like he built that for years mm-hmm. and I saw that play out. And I remember people would approach him with like X amount and he never like, kept his like his vision was never blurred by the amount it was just like it shifted from like you know i want to be like a millionaire he because he's like i know it's gonna come like at its own time but he's all like i want to build a community and i i I look at it now and it's it's crazy because like this industry will really humble you down. Oh yeah. Especially if you're a woman. Like I don't know if you walked into Restaurant Depot, but like I hate going in there sometimes because everyone's all like, "Can you carry that?" And I'm like oh, in my head, my I'm just God. all like, I have some older man like at my <clears throat> cart and say, "You must have a lot of kids." And I yeah. told him I have my own business, and he's like, "Oh." <laughs> the way i would have just like bit my tongue so hard like oh my gosh it's it's crazy because like again like and even like my dad was mentioning this the other day he's like if this industry is hard for a man like imagine for a woman Mm -hmm. and i mean the industry itself plus the way that we're socialized as women exactly so that you believe in yourself oh yeah. in the first place because yeah. you're told your whole life hey like mm-hmm. you need you need to be in the background like they speak you don't yeah like your your opinion don't matter are you sure you're gonna do that mm-hmm. why would you do that yeah you you're gonna have kids one day and you're not gonna have time for them mm-hmm. why would you tie yourself into a business and i'm just like and it's other women telling yeah. us and i don't think people talk about that enough that like a, a woman's biggest gatekeeper is another woman mm-hmm you know, like I, my mentor was a woman. Shout mm-hmm. out to my mentor. <laughs> you know, like she here's basically a raised me, and I'm so glad that she came into my life because I would be a hater too. <laughs> <laughs> but she's the one that told me she's like, Mika, if you ever want to be truly successful, you're gonna have to go and have a man open the doors for you because a lot, especially women of color in yeah. positions of power, yeah. they don't open doors. That's why when you came into my life, I was like not her actually opening a door for me like what and at that point it's not like you can say i had i felt like i had enough to offer to you right like let's just be 100 here um i'm like i'm a brand new business owner but i remember when when i started working with you i was Mm -hmm. like i may not know a lot about the food industry but i'm like i can do stuff yeah and and that's what like intrigued me so much because i was like you're so much like me because like if i don't know how to do something i'll figure it out like yes like literally mujer de milusos over here exactly. right like yes. and i noticed that like i caught on right away because when we first went to posters i was like oh yeah because i sometimes i i i filmed with like certain creators mm-hmm. and i like to see their styles mm-hmm. like okay like how should i do it how should i market myself 
and they get like also defensive mm. and that's why when i went i was like oh, okay like if you, if you want to shoot content like shoot it this way yeah. like even like the most minimal tip um mm. it could go a long way yeah and, and you were so quick to share that with me yeah. too because so. i i saw so much potential in you and i was like if like i give her even a tip like she'll share that with her community and mm-hmm. i i just knew i was like she wants to grow like she has a heart for growing and taking people with her yeah because like for me i was at a place where i had just been burned so many times mm-hmm. that it was like okay like I, I was like sat with my intentions like this is what i want like i want to grow i was like okay like you know, so many people como te digo, approaching and like, you just never really know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, if I want this platform, well, I didn't want it to be <laughs> like, if it came, I was like, now I, I have to, yeah. I, I want to grow. I was like, we didn't, you know, suffer. I was like, I, I didn't, you know, suffer all of this to literally just gatekeep everything to mm-hmm. put it all in a little box. Like, I don't, I don't roll that way. It's and then because for me it's backwards uh-huh. before so i think it's funny because my husband tells me this all the time he's like it takes you three seconds to tell people you graduated from high school at 16 like shut up it's part of the story okay like it's <laughs> part of the plot he's like you could have just stopped there he's like that was pretty impressive yeah. he's like why did you have to go on and open a business and do all this i'm like because mental illness <laughs> no i told him like I think that you don't just do that and you stop there, which is mm. what you were just talking about. Yeah. You just go through all this experience and not share with people. So you're still in revés in where it's like, I'm going to share it as I go mm-hmm. because I have the faith that it's going to get somewhere yeah. and I want to share while I'm doing it so that other people can catch on at that time, right? Mm-hmm. So I think where we met, it was like literally so aligned because we had the same energy of yeah. like, I'm in this spot right now, right? Porque I had, at this point, built my TikTok community. Yeah. And it was because I was sharing mm-hmm. what I was doing or whatnot. Pero you had built the experience first, and mm-hmm. now we're stepping into building the community online. Because mm-hmm. you have the community in person. Yeah. That's something that you guys have been working on for 16 plus years. Yeah. But we were both in the space of, like, energy. Yeah. Like, how do I know who to trust? How mm-hmm. do I know who to let in? And I think that's why we came together because yeah. the universe was like, let me put you guys together <laughs> so y'all don't freak out. Yeah. And then you can like co-experience this. Yeah. And then that's when we started trading notes. Like, yeah. hey, this is happening to me. Like, oh my gosh, this is happening to me too. It was like, hey, I have an NDA, but like, I shouldn't really say this. And I was like, well, actually about that, when I went to Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I had like a crucial NDA <laughs> and like, I was just in a rut. I was like, okay, like all this is happening to me. I've never like spoken in front of anyone. I remember that conversation. Yeah. I, I think I had a <clears throat> webinar. Yeah. And you attended and you stayed behind. And yeah. You were like, Gabby, this is what's going on. I'm going to have to speak on, at, like on a panel. Yeah. And you're freaking out. Yeah. And I was like, and like, I've literally watched this guy like since I, I re- you know, Marcus Samuelson, I've literally seen him since I was four years old and I was like and I'm gonna be with him and like how do I approach this Mm -hmm. so I feel like yeah like we needed each other Mm -hmm. and it's crazy how I want to cry now (laughs) (laughs) I think I think it's important that we're even having this conversation and it's being documented yeah 
because we don't see this a lot in uh-huh. our community. We yeah. don't see people truly supporting and opening doors for each exactly. other. And I think that's beautiful that, you know, we're sharing that because it's it's honestly made my life so much better Same. having you in my life. Same. <laughs> we're like over here going to cry at every yeah, moment. It, it truly has. And it's like, it, I was just mm-hmm. open to it. Yeah. I was open to friendship and growth even though at the time in my personal life Mm -hmm. I was actually dealing with loss and grief over a very like strong special relationship I had yeah with a family member and with someone that I truly dearly love and I still do um Mm -hmm. but I also understand that people have their own paths and their own timings and I remember you told me (laughs) she's like you cannot bring people through doors that were designed for you girl the way that (laughs) changed my life I was just like oh my gosh because it's really tough yeah when, when you're doing this and you're first the first person to experience is like you want to bring other people with you and you're like you should read this book you should listen yeah. to this and then you get like frustrated you're like why yeah. aren't you doing what i suggested you to do you know <laughs> and so for me that was such a big lesson okay we'll end with this um what is a piece of advice that you have for those who want to go into the entrepreneurial lifestyle understand that every experience you're going to have whether you perceive it as good or bad mm-hmm. is necessary for you yeah that's all you need to know i love that yeah i love that <laughs> and if you've been listening to our conversation or like i don't know i always every time we, we hang out i'm just like dang the people who were like eavesdropping on our conversations they they really got some nuggets of wisdom <laughs> <laughs> it goes it goes from like tea to like I'm gonna cry because I'm so grateful to like literal (laughs) bombs of wisdom but yeah I totally agree with you and thank you so much for coming on the podcast I I know that this is gonna literally encourage anyone Mm because you know the journey has not been easy at all Mm -hmm. but it's been attainable we're creating our paths And I cannot wait to see what 2023 has in store for you. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. I will add all of her socials, her book, everything that she does. I will add it below. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. See you next episode. Take care.